Coming up, Fred McGriff was announced to the MLB Hall of Fame, but was he the only one that was deserving to make it? Sully Baseball and I discuss which other MLB players off the contemporary ballot should have been inducted into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, all on today's Locked on Diamondbacks podcast. You are Locked on Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, the Veterans Committee made their Hall of Fame announcement, and once again, I got denied. But it's a good time to be a crime dog. It's a good time to be Tom Amansky, but not a great time to be a Met fan. We're talking all about it in a Locked On Diamondbacks, Locked On MLB crossover. Let's hit it. <coughs> Excuse me. Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to the Locked On MLB, Locked On Diamondbacks crossover. That's my dog. And I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. Every week, I, the host, who am a former television producer, got an Emmy nomination for my troubles. I've been a baseball podcaster for the last 10 years. And once a week, I open the door and I invite in my co-host for the show, which is this guy right here. His name is... I'm Sully's dog, Miller Thomas, host of the Lockdown Dimebacks podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at CreatorThomas24 for my personal account or look up the show account, Lockdown Dimebacks, both Twitter and Instagram. And please hit subscribe on the Lockdown Dimebacks YouTube channel. Did I say my name? Did I introduce myself? I'm not too sure. You said who you were. I said, I said, everything's up in name. I'm Paul Francis Sullivan. Call me Sully. What do you want? You can follow us at Lockdown MLB Pods. My dog's going bananas up there, and, and there's a reason why. We'll get that in a second. Uh, follow us at ML, Lockdown MLB Pods on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Sully Baseball on Twitter, Sully Baseball Podcast on Instagram. My dog is barking. My dog is going crazy, woof, woof, woofing, and there's only one reason for that. Who do you think my dog's favorite player is? The crime dog. The crime dog. Fred McGriff, do you even understand why he's called the crime dog? I was listening to MLB Network a little bit. I think it has to do with some old TV show that was way before I was born. There was a commercial. It was a public service announcement with McGruff, the crime dog, who Mm. takes a bite out of crime. Mm. And when those ads were going on, Fred McGriff was emerging as a star for Toronto. And so it was one of those nicknames that, Chris Berman on ESPN just dubbed them the crime, Fred, the crime dog McGriff. And it's one of those things that Fred McGriff's nickname has lasted longer than the thing that it was based upon. But anyway, there you go, Ellie. Yeah, I know Fred McGriff got in long overdue. Um, yeah. The, the, what was it? The contemporary committee. Let's we're yeah. start positive first. We're being positive first. The contemporary committee, had, um, what was it, eight names on the ballot yeah, and uh, chose Fred McGriff unanimously to join this year's class of the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, tell me what you think, because I remember his entire career. Remember when he came up with the Blue Jays? I saw his entire career. Um, his first at-bat in the World Series was a home runoff of Earl, Oral Hershiser. The guy played for several different teams, produced wherever he went. Um, and impossible not to root for him as a player, uh, which I think plays a factor 
in some of these veteran committee uh, votes. But I think Fred McGriff is a worthy Hall of Famer. Tell me what you think. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and act like I watched Fred McGriff's whole career. I was born in 1997. Most of his prime was done by the time I really got into baseball. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I watched the man's whole career. But from what I saw from reading my Wikipedia today, Sully, and looking at baseball reference, I definitely thought Fred McGriff was worthy of the Hall of Fame. Ended his career with 10 seasons with at least 30 home runs. He led the MLB in total home run hits from 1989 to 1994. Mm -hmm. He had the third most home runs in the decade from 1988 to 1997 the two players ahead of him in that decade Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire this guy Fred McGriff I don't really know much about him but from looking at the stats I think he's very worthy of the Hall of Fame but I would like to know what was the process that went into the voting for Fred McGriff why did the committee decide to vote him in as opposed to the other major league players because it seems to be all behind closed doors very private and we just don't know exactly what was the process that went into this yeah, uh, before we get into the uh, closed room with cigars, smoking mm-hmm. and everything like that, before we get into all that, I am going to just sort of, I do want to just sort of just be positive first about uh, McGriff's wonderful career. And, um, you know, the fact that he was, uh, you know, he was just year in and year out, a 30 home run hitter. He finished just shy, just agonizingly shy of uh 500 home runs mm-hmm. i think he was like seven home runs shy and of all those years we just did one extra one here or there um but i remember he was part there was a period of time where the toronto blue jays farm system was so outrageously fertile and they were they went the dodgers and the blue jays went all in on the dominican republic very early on and um, the fact, and they brought in a lot of players to there. And McGriff was from Florida, big left-handed power hitter with a complete, with just a beautiful swing. And he was. I, here's something I remember about McGriff. I remember being in my apartment in New York in 1995, and McGriff. I was trying to go through which player had the best chance to to break 700 home runs. And the name that I came up with was McGriff mm. because I, I remember at that point, Bonds was a skinny dude. Uh, McGuire's career had broken down. His, he was done in 95. And uh, he he reemerged a couple of years later and uh, found a fountain of youth that really none of us could have predicted. Um, McGriff was steady. If you want to just make a statement about a player – playing it clean, body never changed, production never changed, mechanics were there. Yeah, McGriff was there. He was seemed to be uh look at I don't know really any of these guys, but uh he seemed like a good enough man. People seem to swear by him as a teammate. His arrival with the Atlanta Braves uh basically sparked one of the great comebacks in the history of baseball people I've, I've heard people try to uh make the um uh the the 1993 giants as a giant choke story and uh i refuse to 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 believe any team that won 103 ball games choked down the stretch and the fact of the matter is that when they acquired fred mcgriff they played something like 800 ball down the stretch 
and and he just was the piece of that puzzle. And I also just he year in and year out, he just was amongst the home run leaders. He led both leagues in home runs, which was rare to do. And uh, I actually have a very distinct memory in my freshman year of college and picking this is before the internet and everything like that. You had to pick up the newspaper Whoa. and USA today was my go-to newspaper for sports was because they seemed to get stuff earlier than the times, the times you had the New York times, you had to wait like a month to get the score. And I remember picking up the newspaper and being startled by the trade that Fred McGriff and Tony Fernandez, two mainstays of the Toronto Blue Jays, were traded to the San Diego Padres for Joe Carter and Roberto Alomar. Just straight up. That was like that was a baseball card trade of which, think about that, two Hall of Famers were in that trade. And Tony Fernandez, who had an unbelievable, who would look up his career. Tony Fernandez had a spectacular career. And of course, Joe Carter was a solid player, hit one of the greatest home runs in baseball history. So even that trade has even greater stature now because it's a rare instance of a Hall of Famer being traded for a Hall of Famer. But this one were both at the peak of their careers. Um, I have no problem with this. I have no problem with Fred McGriff's vote. I don't know why he wasn't voted in by the writers. Um, but uh, I have to say, when I was watching the thing on MLB Network, and they said we have won, I felt my I felt like my heart go into my mouth because I thought, mm. who is it? Is it going to be Bonds? Is it going to be Clemens? I was pretty sure it was going to be McGriff. There was a lot of support for McGriff, but it was also could have been friend of the podcast Dale Murphy, could Ooh. have been Mattingly. And so that one moment they said, like, he played 19 seasons. Okay, that takes away Mattingly. And starting with the Blue Jays, that's all I had to say. McGriff, there you go. Yeah, seeing, so, just like reading the tea leaves on Twitter and social media before the voting, it seems like most of the community was behind McGriff. He seemed to have, like, the most public support of, like, anyone on the ballot this year. And I know people, when we look at stats and compare Hall of Famers and players of, you know, yesteryear versus today and whatever, when we do these comparisons – we always like to not look at the postseason stats, what these players did on the big stage. And when you look at Fred McGriff, what he did in the playoffs, over a 300 average, over a 900 OPS, made multiple World Series, made multiple championship series. This guy performed on the biggest stages. And I don't think we can overlook that when it comes to a player's Hall of Fame candidacy. Yeah, I think that I think the, the postseason uh, uh, record is the postseason performances is what put Kirby Puckett into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I believe if he didn't win those two World Series with Minnesota, I don't think he would have gotten in. Um, his stats are comparable to Don Mattingly's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's an interesting thing that happens when people start to, you know, the, there's these committee votes are always a little odd. You know, there's some favoritisms that happen. You know, when Harold Baines got in a couple of years ago, it really kind of breaks my heart that Harold Baines has become the poster child for an undeserving Hall of Famer because he had a wonderful career. He was a really good player. He played for a long time. I just don't think anybody on the planet Earth thought he was a Hall of Famer. And then the committee included a bunch of people who are his former teammates and managers and seemed like a likable guy. And I, I think even he was like, wait, I'm in the Hall of Fame? Wait, what? Um so I think a lot of people will will start to go as well. If Baines is in the Hall of Fame, why isn't Murphy in the Hall of Fame? You know that sort of thing. 
but uh, none of that is none of that's valid with Fred McGriff. Uh, I thought he should have been in from the writers, and I'm thrilled that he's in now. I think he's you know we're going to see what happens in the in the vote, and we're going to talk about who also was on the ballot who didn't get in, and maybe there, this is less about their on field performance and more about mm. what people think about them. But I wanted to stay positive at first. But it's a surefire bet that we are going to get negative pretty soon. If you're going to be betting, go to betonline.net. It's your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. I bet they had a line to bet on whether or not Fred McGriff was going to get into the Hall of Fame. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball, soccer, the World Cup, eSports. I just found out what those were. We've got it all at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, and I'm guessing you do, you're listening to me right now, you can find those at BetOnline as well. You can find the podcast. Mom, you can't bet on the podcast. I just want to make sure you understood that. Uh, It's always the fastest and easy way to get your betting fixed. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's talk a little bit about you have the results in front of you. Uh, go through who got what vote, if there's if there's anything on that. Because we had, I know we had Bell, uh, Mattingly, Murphy, uh, Clemens, Bonds, uh, Schilling, and I think, and McGriff, and I think me, right? Who was the other one? Oh, uh, did you make, uh, did you I make it too Sunday? Hold on, I'm going to because my contributions were all after 1980. Sorry, Sully. I was having Wi-Fi issues there, a little connectivity right. issues, but we're back you. here. I thought I stunned you to silence. Um, so what, what were the – what was the uh, – do you have the results of the, the the ballots there? The breakdown? Yeah. I got the breakdown for you, Sully. So, as we know, you miss – hold on. Let me take that lower third off for us. Yeah, would you I believe it's still showing um, – bet online but for the results we got fred mcgriff of course unanimous Unanimous. then we got don mattingly he came in at second with half the votes at eight kurt schilling at seven dale murphy at six and then fewer than four votes you got albert bell barry bond roger clemens and rafael palmero and we know you need 12 of 16 votes to make the hall of fame yeah i mean it was yeah no one else was really close um palmero was the one i forgot Again, I had a whole, uh, and, and by the way, I, I thank, I got a couple of nice notices for the podcast we did on Friday where I was honoring the late Gaylord Perry, who gleefully talked about cheating and therefore made me think, well, why do we allow some cheaters and not other cheaters? And why do we allow some PED users and not other PED users? You know, mm-hmm. Ortiz is in the Hall of Fame. Pancho Rodriguez is in the Hall of Fame. We know they did PEDs. It's not the hardest mystery in the world to determine whether or not Bagwell took PEDs. Okay, and by the way, I think all three of them belong in the Hall of Fame. I don't want. I think Ortiz, Rodriguez, and Bagwell are all Hall of Famers. Absolutely. It's just, come on. Well, two we definitely know. So I think that a lot of this we're seeing the, you know, Bonds and Clemens and Palmer are not out on the outside looking in because they were users. 
despite that being the narrative. That's not the case. Being a user is not did not keep Ortiz or Pudge Rodriguez out of the Hall of Fame. People liked Pudge Rodriguez. People liked David Ortiz. I don't know. Like, I don't. You have a whole panel full of people voting for Bonds and um, Clemens, and what? Less than four said yes, even though they all know those are two of the greatest of who ever played the game. Even before they ballooned up, it's because they don't like them. They don't like the those two dudes. Yeah, and that's the reason people like Fred McGriff. People liked Harold Baines. So I mean. Let's get down to brass tacks. That's what some of this boils down to. Yeah, I don't like the politics game when it comes to the Hall of Fame, when it comes to baseball and some other sports. And for baseball, it's always the question of which steroid users are allowed to be in and which ones aren't because we know guys like Mark McGuire and some other um, Hall of Famer, uh, Hall of Fame PED users are in there while some guys aren't. And when you look at the Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens, they, of course, have great cases. And I've always made the point that I felt like anybody who took steroids pre-Mitch Report, pre-2004, pre-Crackdown should be in the Hall of Fame. The Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens, put them in the Hall of Fame. If you're on the Mitch Report, I don't even care if you were. But post Metroport, post-2004, post-2006, when baseball cared about steroids and there was these big punishments for steroids, if you're a guy like A-Rod that got caught in the mid-2000s and the 2010s with the biogenesis and everything like that, then I'm like, okay, Manny Ramirez, then I'm like, okay. Yeah, Manny Ramirez too. Those guys probably shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, but a guy like Big Poppy, who only showed up on the Mitchell Report and never tested positive outside of that, I'm okay with him being in the Hall of Fame. So for me... Pre-Mitchell Port, steroid users, you're in. Post-2004, if you got caught, you should not be in the Hall of Fame because that's when baseball really started to care about steroids. Speaking of, we got Miller Thomas from Lachlan Diamondbacks. I grew up a huge Red Sox fan of Pal Sully. A person who starred for both the Diamondbacks and the Red Sox is Kurt Schilling. Um, and mm-hmm. All just in a vacuum shillings a no-brainer especially as you like to say if you bring in what he did as a postseason pitcher remember he won postseason mvps with two different teams and neither of those teams were the red sox he won a postseason mm-hmm. mvp series with philadelphia and of course with arizona and then helped pitch the red sox to two world series titles His final game was winning a world series game um we talk about politics look at i don't want to get in to politics at all uh, i know i've kind of i've kind of come to some grips the grips of some things that you know a lot of a lot of good old boy athletes are are probably going to be players who you know are probably not going to be very liberal in their politics much like most actors and native people are not going to be conservative i think the earlier we come to grips with something like that the less offended we're going to be when you start hearing someone say something that you don't politically agree with. Now, Schilling, Schilling went kind of above and beyond the call of duty on some of his political statements. Um, and if you're trying to win over writers that maybe don't like pictures where people are, are talking about killing journalists, um, that being said, I, I again... I, I'm going to show people have accused me of being biased. I, we all have biases. No, you, no human being. There's none of us are Vulcans. All of us have some biases here or there. You cannot get farther away politically or religiously 
between me and Kurt Schilling. I believe Kurt Schilling belongs in the Hall of Fame. And I would have voted him as a writer, and I would have voted for him in the committee. Even though I think he said despicable things and this and that, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people there who have said despicable things. And I have much more problem with people who we know were you know, domestic abusers like Bobby Cox and Roberto Alomar than someone who says things that I don't agree with. You say things I don't agree with, Millard. Every, I say things sometimes that I don't agree with. But this is not a hall of politics. And yeah, I do, and, thank, and, and this is coming from me. You know, this is this is coming from me, who who I I am pretty left wing in my politics, and yet that's not enough for me to, uh, you know, people trying to edit him are trying to edit him out of the history of the 2004 Red Sox. They aired some special about the Red Sox 04 series um, on I forget it was either ESPN or it may have been. I don't remember, it may have been MLB Network, where they basically cut out the bloody sock game when talking about 2004. What are you, out of your effing mind? Now, whether or not, look at, I actually got into an argument with Kurt Schilling on Twitter about evolution, <laughs> of which uh, he is, let me just say, our, our positions on evolution, neither one of us are biologists, um, well, let's mm-hmm. just say we're not uh, in line. Of course, I always put the ending of each time I made a point against what he was saying is, by the way, thank you very much for everything you did with the Red Sox. <laughs> Look at, I, I, he has said things that I think are reprehensible and despicable and make me want to smack my forehead or do that uh, Picard meme of putting my you know face palm. But he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. And I don't see anyone who was saying about the merits of his career could debate that. And today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe because at Locked On, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Dimebacks listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off because here's why I love Simply Safe. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get a higher priority police response. Simply Safe is a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door, HD security cameras for inside and out, smarter ways to detect motion that alert you only when a threat is real, and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. 24-7 professional monitoring agent service costs under $1 a day, less than half the price of traditional home security systems. With the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control over your system, arm or disarm, unlock for guests, access your cameras, or adjust system settings anytime, anywhere. Don't miss your chance to save big. My favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB today. That's simplysafe.com slash lockdown MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe.
Yeah, and look, the Kurt Schilling regular season stats, they're not like overwhelmingly dominant. It's not a regular season case for Kurt Schilling. It is all encompassing. When you take in the postseason, you have to bring in the playoff success because that's when Kurt Schilling took his game to another level. That's where you have all the big legacy moments. When you think of Kurt Schilling's career, it came in the postseason. And of course, we both don't agree with anything Kurt Schilling has said, but is it is it okay to separate the art from the artist here? Because I don't like to apply the character clause when it comes to the Hall of Fame, because guess what? If you want to apply the character clause, then we have to go back and retroactively take out everyone in the Hall of Fame who you said are domestic abusers. Go back and take out the first commissioner of Major League Baseball who wanted to keep the sport segregated. He was okay not allowing black players into the sport. He wanted to keep it segregated. We got guys like that in the MLB Hall of Fame and Kurt Schilling is you know maybe as bad as any of them it depends on your spectrum of evilness I guess so when you know words versus actual violence but if you're going to apply the character clause for Kurt Schilling they have to go back and retroactively take out anybody in the Hall of Fame who's done bad who's been a criminal who's you know held up other port standards like I just talked about the first MLB commissioner and keeping baseball segregated so for Kurt Schilling he should be in the Hall of Fame because of what he did on the field and of course what he's done off the field you know, no one's supporting the words he said, but I think he should be a Hall of Famer. And we can't just apply this character clause whenever we feel like it's necessary. By the way, I do want to say this. Um, Schilling, his case would primarily be of based on his postseason. But three times he was the Cy Young runner-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had some tremendous, tremendous uh, postseasons. And when you take a look at, um, you know, similar like similar pitchers you know you, the, some of the pitchers that he's similar to are those kind of borderline cases like Hershiser, like Burley like Kevin Brown but also Verlander and Smoltz when you take a look at you know uh, comparing them there look at I, I you know the the 2004 Red Sox are going to have no shortage of representation in the Hall of Fame when the dust settles they already have Pedro Martinez and David Ortiz, and they're eventually going to have Terry Francona. Um, but, you know, that being said, I, 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 it's a dangerous game, and this is coming from someone, and I think maybe for people who've complained about my biases, maybe I'm the person to say this, that I disagree with almost everything that comes out of his mouth, virtually everything he stands for. But it, what he did on the field is, I think, beyond question. Yeah, and, and, like and I don't want to see it turn into, I mean, character clause. Like we're, we're finding out about Clemens off the field <laughs> is like, okay, this is some disqualification stuff. Okay, what made if if some of this stuff is coming, if some of these allegations are coming through, we you know, that's 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 big time. But uh, I I don't want to have not someone be in there just because you know because they're bigoted or because I don't agree with them politically, they're already bigots and conservatives in the, in the Hall of Fame right now, you know? Yeah, and like a quick test for me to determine if you're a Hall of Famer, if I go to your baseball reference and I see a sea of black, that means something is bolded. That means you led the league in that category. There's a lot of black when you go to the Kurt Schilling baseball reference page. So I think just by that, he's a MLB Hall of Famer. That's it for this edition of the Lockdown Diebacks podcast. Come back for part two. 
with Sully Baseball tomorrow to discuss which other players we thought were deserving of making the MLB Hall of Fame. And we discuss Jacob deGrom to the Texas Rangers and what it means for the New York Mets all on tomorrow's podcast. So come back tomorrow for more Dimex News coverage insight. Thank you for making Locked On Dimex your first listen every day. Make your second listen of the day. Locked On Sports Today. We go behind the scenes and beyond the score with insights from our local experts wherever you get podcasts, YouTube, all your streaming platforms. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy. Deuces.